your boy Jones. Yo, this is Sprague. Yo, this your boy Cutter B. Peace, it's your boy Cy Brooks. Yo, this your boy Tony Nevan. You already know who I'm rocking with. Be your tuned in. You're tuning in. And then you listen to my guy, 88 Coops, man. Podcast and about you listening Nathan. to the podcast about Nathan with my bro, 88. My nigga, 88 Coops, the podcast about Nathan. The podcast about Nathan. Podcast about Nathan. So stay locked. Yo, it's your boy 88, man. You listening to my shit. The podcast about Nathan. Ay, papi. Nick, apurate. Apologizing for being excellent. From now on, man, fuck it. I'm just gonna be dope. And not apologize for it. I'm sorry I'm dope, nigga. Wrap your mind around it. Embrace it. This is a fact of life. God, I am so good. Fuck up that money, then make it again. I fuck up twice and I make up my friend. Nigga, that shit stupid hard, nigga. Stupid hard, nigga. I first heard this shit, I'm like, yo, what the hell is this? Nigga, that shit stupid hard, nigga. This shit is stupid hard, nigga. This is um Hefe by T.I. and Meek Mill. Every once in a while, T.I. come out with some super fire shit. Every once, because it's T.I. track. I don't know, I'm guessing, like, albums coming, maybe? I'm not sure. Because this was on Spotify, and if the track is on Spotify, that means it's, uh, it's on sale, which means something's coming. This shit is hard, nigga. When I first heard this shit, I'm like, good God, this beat is hard, nigga. Produced by Bangladesh. You know, he produced a Millie and Six Foot Seven and uh, Diva by Beyonce. He got the same, you know, you know, pretty one-dimensional style. Not wrong with that. For him, nothing wrong with that for him because he's banging with that. Um, uh, it's been a, it's, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a rough couple of weeks in the entertainment world. We lost a couple people. I'm gonna start with uh, I'm start with uh, rest in peace, Mac Miller. You know, young. He was very, very ahead of his time. Very ahead of his time, man. Um. Like I was just listening to some I have like I was right before I started recording I was listening to a couple of his songs that I was like damn this brings me back memories man cuz man I started listening to Mac when I was in high school like he was in my like he was a part of my high school days like a lot of his a lot of his his most popular bodies of work came out between 2010 and like 2012 like and those are like what people know him for like best day ever, kids, um, Macadelic, um, Blue Slide Park. Like this, so it's like it took me back, you know. And I, I kind of felt bad because like a few weeks ago, like I was going through my phone and I was taking music off my phone. I'm like, why do I have this shit on here if I don't listen to it? And he was there. I'm like, he, I didn't listen because I, I haven't listened to a Mac Miller song, even old ones, in years because. You guys heard the podcast two, three weeks ago, how I was tearing him down, but, you know, stuff happens. Um, I just didn't listen to him anymore. Like I said, I just didn't listen to him anymore, you know. And then this shit happens, and it's like, really? But I'm not going to be a fraud and go back and listen to him. I was picking a song that I was going to play at the end, you get what I'm saying, to tribute him. It's not that I was going back. I'm still not, no offense, I'm still not going back to listen to his stuff. It's just, it's, it's cool. You know, it, brought, it took me back, you know, it made me reminisce a little, but other than that, that's really it, you know? 
And, was, and you know, it's funny. I went on, you know, the other day I went on that piff to download Currency's mixtape. And what did I see trending? Every mixtape I just named for Mac Miller was trending on that piff. Those were the most the most hottest mixtapes at the moment. And I'm like, that's so corny because it's like they really only love you when you die, man. Or they love you more when you die. You get what I'm saying? It's 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 insane. It's like when you die. I mean, granted, emotions are gonna flow and stuff like that, but it's like, man, for his for mixtapes that came out in 2010 and 2011 to be trending at that moment on I think it was Saturday. It's like, damn, really? Like they really only they only really only love you when you die, man. That shit crazy. But Mac Miller was really a part of my high school days, man. Like he only had like I think he had two years on me. He died of a drug overdose, quote unquote, and it's just sad. Like he was in that era of like Mac, uh, Mac Miller. He was in the era of like Wiz, Wale, um, Currency, J Cole when he first started, Drake when he started warming up, Big Sean. Like those were like the new kids on the block that was coming and take over. And I, you know, honestly, they're all still here. More or less Wale's, not so much, but the rest of them are still here. And it's a mess, like, it's damn, like, he was the youngest of that group, and he's the first one to go. You get what I'm saying? Like, all the other ones, are, and everybody else is in their 30s. Like, he was so ahead, like, he died at 26. Like, he came, he, his first tape was, like, 08. And I was, he was 16. So he was in the game for 10 years already. He's only 26. Like, he was way ahead of his time. Way ahead of his time. Like, way ahead of, like, by the time he was 36, like, that's 20 years in the rap game. I mean, um, yeah, yeah. And it's unfortunate that we lost another young man, you know, another young rap man, to some foolishness. You get what I'm saying? It's like, man, I don't know. Drug overdose, really? It's, that's, that's, really? I don't know. I don't know. But, and, and it, it's funny, because when I was listening to iTunes just now, there was so much songs I could have chose from, but I chose one that was nice and smooth. There's so much songs, because for the, for the average listener, they're not familiar with Mac Miller. If you, if you didn't listen to him and... Uh, 2011, 2012, 2010, you're not going to listen to him ever. There's nothing else to listen to after that, really. Those were his most popular bodies at work. So if you are, if, 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 there's nothing else after that, tell you the truth. There's nothing else after that. So if you didn't listen to him then, you're definitely not listening to no shit from him now. You get what I'm saying? So, the shit I'm going to play, you're not going to know anyway, but you're going to listen to it and respect that man. Matter of fact, he said in the song, he said on the song with Currency and French Montana, he said, you ain't got to love the music, but respect the man. That's exactly what he said. But um, it's really unfortunate, man. He was my age, like I said. We was in the same age group. Um, I remember, I, have, I actually have one story. I think I told it on the podcast a while ago. Maybe it was one of my early episodes. But I was at, I was in Soho with my mans. And we went to uh, um, we called we went to a place called Mac Bar. It was a macaroni place, and we were sitting. The restaurant had seats on the outside, so we were because it was like summer. I want to say it was summer twenty fifteen. I think it was summer twenty fifteen. I, I believe so. And we were sitting on the outside eating, and Mac Miller walked by us, 
And my man, I didn't, I didn't see him. Like I didn't see him until like until after he was like, "Yo, isn't that Mac Miller?" And I guess Mac heard him because he turned around. Like he turned around and kept walking, and like he smiled, like yeah, like he confirmed, like yeah, it's me. And then he just kept walking, and I was like, "Oh shit, that was." It, it was weird because he was a he was a bit chunkier, like his face was about chunkier. You know, and then when you see him now, it's like you could really tell he was hitting the drugs because he lost a lot of weight. Like his face was chunkier. His he he was chunkier. He wasn't fat, but he was chunkier. So when you see him in later in pictures lately, it's like, damn, this nigga really must have been on the drugs for real because he lost mad from the time I saw him in person. Like my man's just like, isn't that Mac Miller? And the nigga really turned around, like confirming it was him. And then he just kept walking. I probably, I probably would ask for a photo if I wasn't eating. <laughs> like, if we were standing up outside, I would have been like, yo. Uh. But I was sitting down eating. I'm like, I'm not about to chase this nigga. I don't really listen to him no more. What's the point? <laughs> but, um, you know, that's my little story with him. You know, ran into a couple of celebrities here and there. He, I didn't, I didn't run into him. Well, I guess I did. We just ain't really exchanged nothing but looks. <laughs> so, man, rest in peace, Malcolm. Mac Miller, I used to call him. I used to call him Mac Measy. But rest in peace to him, man. It's just crazy. It's really unfortunate. Even though I didn't listen to him anymore, you know, you don't want to see people die, especially at twenty six. That's that's really really young. You get what I'm saying? That's really young. <laughs> um. Also, uh, rest in peace to Burt Reynolds, legend in the. Uh, in the cinema world. Um, I wasn't too, too familiar with him. Because he started acting in like the 70s. I'm familiar with like one or two of his movies. Because um, he kind of laid low. By the time I came like of age, he wasn't really doing that much. He was more like early 70s. He was like 70s, 80s, 90s. That's when he was really big. But I did see... Um, the longest yard and i did see the dukes of hazard with him <laughs> and that's i'm kind of ashamed because he dude has like 100 movies <laughs> dude has like 100 movies and i only seen two of him two of them but i do know i do know that he's a legend like i've heard people speak about him you know people speak highly of him he's one of them dudes that's like he's a legend he's a legend and he died from uh, i think he went into cardiac arrest at the age of 82 so, I mean, he lived a long life. He left he lived a great. I hope I could get to see 82 and beyond. You know, not a lot of people make not a lot of people in this in the enter, in the entertainment world make it to 82. So, that's a milestone, honestly. That's a milestone. So, you know, rest in peace to Burn Reynolds. I don't I didn't I never ran into him, so I don't have I don't have a story. <laughs> Um, and of course, you know, I, I always have to acknowledge 9-11. That's not even something I play with. 9-11 is something I definitely do not play with. Um, I said it last year, saying it this year, rest, you know, rest in peace to all the victims from the 9-11 attacks that happened in 2001. Um, like I said, that's not something I ever played with. I'm a New Yorker that affected me personally. And I'm not talking on, oh, I'm ptsd No, I wasn't at the scene. But as a New Yorker, to see your city in chaos for like three hours. No, actually, it was like the whole day because everything was shut down. 
you know, to see your city in chaos like that, it's like, man, a lot of see a lot of people don't take that nine eleven shit seriously. You know why? Because their city, they've never actually been in a terror act up close. You get what I'm saying? We were there. Knew we were there. We could see the smoke coming from Manhattan. We could see it. In my school, I was at the time I was in elementary. <laughs> And even then, from my window, you could see the smoke. I'm in Brooklyn. I was in elementary in Brooklyn. And from where I was, you have a clear view of Manhattan. And you could see the smoke, how the whole borough was covered in smoke. So a lot of people don't really take 9-11 seriously because they didn't see it. They weren't there to really experience it, to see, you know, families running around with their heads cut off and schools got to get let out early. Nobody know what's going on. This, that, and the third. You get what I'm saying? That's why people just, oh, let 9-11 go, blah, 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 blah. Nah, I don't, as a New Yorker, I can't let that shit go because I've seen, I seen it. And I, and I witnessed the aftermath myself. You get what I'm saying? So I, that's one thing I never, I never, never, never played around with. Never, never played around. I always took that shit serious. Cause it's not a game, you know. Other cities, unfortunately, you know, y'all, y'all, fortunately, y'all not as big as New York City, so y'all not a, y'all not targets of terror terrorism. You get what I'm saying? You know, the LA's and the Chicago's, the Miami's. Yeah, you know, yeah, y'all some big cities, but y'all ain't really get, y'all ain't really experienced a 9/11 type event. You know, probably never will with the type of defense the country got now. So, unless it's done from the inside. But other than that, y'all ain't really seen no shit like 9-11 because y'all city ain't, ain't ain't big enough to be targeted. And I don't mean big enough physically. I mean big enough like, yeah, y'all not, y'all not New York. So y'all, y'all not going to get targeted. Somebody the other day was like, New York laws are so strict. New York law. Dog, we just had t- we had planes flying to the fucking tower. Why why wouldn't the laws be strict, nigga? That's what people don't understand. People just, un- people just think New York is strict just to be strict. No, my nigga, stuff has happened here. <laughs> What are you talking about? We have arguably two of the most busiest airports in the country, other than like LAX, Chicago O'Hare, uh, Atlanta, Jackson, Jackson, Hartsville, however you say that, Dallas, Fort Worth. LaGuardia and JFK are among the two busiest airports in the in the in the world. Forget about the country. In the world. The amount of people that go through there daily, the amount of celebrities and politicians that go through them two airports to come to man to come to New York City to talk to talk shop so a lot of stuff has to be this this state has to be in control of what's going on that's why the laws are how they are you get what i'm saying that's what people don't understand they just think it's just strict to be strict no my nigga we're a we're a vip city you get what i'm saying we're a vip city so shit has to be just a little bit you know just a little bit more alert for new york you get what i'm saying but yeah, like I said, rest in peace to all the victims from the nine eleven. I don't care how I could be fifty years from now. I'm gonna still say rest in peace to the victims of nine eleven because that shit was so unexpected, so shocking, so devastating. People woke up thinking they was gonna go back home, and what the fuck? These niggas ended up in a, in a, in buildings that got hit by planes. Nigga, what? What? That's insane. Who who thinks their building is gonna hit get hit by a freaking two planes and collapse? That's insane, bro. So, like I said, rest in peace to the nine eleven victims. But let's get right into it. There's a lot of stuff to talk about, and I got some changes coming in a few weeks to the podcast, man. If it's and you know some people, I got some people working with me. If they could just meet my schedule, then I could get this shit going. You know, going even faster. 
But I'm going to start with the Eminem surprise album. That came out um, two weeks ago. September something. September 5th or something like that. Or something like that. <gasps> Excuse me. You're like August or like August 31st. Some shit like that. I didn't listen to it because I'm generally, I am never was interested in Eminem. Never will be. That If you guys want to call that biased, it is what it is. I don't really care. It's my podcast. I talk about what I want to talk about. I conduct it how I want to conduct it. I don't listen to Eminem, so I'm not going to go in depth. I can't go in depth. I'm just saying, let me put it like that. Um, I know it has 13 tracks. Uh, apparently, he was rapping his ass off. I am familiar. I'm, I'm familiar with the people he dissed, which I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get into that shortly. But um, I've never been interested in Eminem. It's funny because people are now saying, understanding what I've said 10 years ago. He just raps words together. I've been saying this for years. Anybody that knows me know I've been saying this for years. All he does is rap words that sound the same. Hat, cat, mat, bat, pat, tat, my nigga. That's all he does. Now, don't get me wrong. He does it with bigger words, of course. But it's like, dog, that's all you're doing. And I used to say the same thing about Loaded Lux. You're not saying anything. You're just rhyming words together. And it sounds like you're saying something, but you're really not. You're really not. And... Joe Budden, who's a fraud, you know, I'm playing, obviously, but he's a fraud because he's like, oh, I couldn't say these things when he was my boss, uh, when he was the boss of my label. But now that he's not, I can say whatever I want, which is corny to me, because if you're a real nigga, you pull him to the side and say X, Y, and Z. You don't have to wait till you're no longer under dude or no longer friends with him to then bash him. That's what makes you look corny. But Joe Budden caught on. He's like, yeah, nigga, all you do is rap words together. You don't say nothing but rap words together. And multis and syllables. And he, he's a great rapper. I'm not saying Eminem is whack. He's not whack. Far from whack. Far from whack. But when you just rap words together, to me, you're not saying a word. You're doing a lot of talking, but you're not saying nothing. There's a difference. There's a difference. You get what I'm saying? Like, dude, just, he's very, he's, all he can do is rap. People be like, rap God this, and is he, he's in your top, nah, dog, he's not in my top five. Never was, never will be. This is not an, and don't think he, this is a knock to his color. It has nothing to do with his color, if that's what people think. Because a lot of people like to use that angle, oh, he's white, he doesn't get a lot of, sh-. nigga, shut up. That nigga gets respect from all types of circles. And that ain't my reason for not liking him. I just generally do not like how he raps. Never did. I don't like none of his songs. I don't like none of his encore Eminem show Slim Shady days. I don't like none of that shit. Nigga was mad goofy then. I'm not into that goofy rap from back then. He got more serious over time. Still rapping a whole bunch of nothing. It's like I'm not interested in what he has to say. I'm keeping it slickety diggity. Not interested in what he has to say, you know. He's not saying anything anyway. So anyways, on the song, I forgot, on the album, I forgot what song it was. He dissed a bunch of people. Uh, Lil Pump, Lil Yachty, Joe Budden, uh, MGK, some other people. Those are the ones I remember. And as you, I know this is old news already. Joe Budden already responded on his podcast that he's not responding until Joe Budden, I mean, until Eminem actually comes out with a better diss track um because you know joe bunch retired or whatever 
He dissed MGK and then MGK respond. He said, apparently Eminem dissed MGK because MGK said something about his daughter years ago, like in 2011 or something like that, or 2012. He said something on his Twitter about his daughter. Like that was mad long ago, my nigga. Like even even Machine Gun Kelly, nigga was like 2022. 20, well, I guess he was grown, so. But the nigga is now responding, and this shit is whack, bro. I don't, I don't care about none of this shit. I'm just talking about it because it's something to talk about. I'm, 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 I'm gonna keep all the way real with y'all niggas. I don't care about Eminem. I don't care about Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly then released a diss back to Eminem like the next day. Shit was super trash. Shit, and I'm not saying that because I don't care. It's just it was super trash. He's like he tried to diss him on on a trap in a trap manner. It's a trap beat. The nigga rapping mad slow. It's like, this shit is fucking garbage. Niggas is like, oh, it's good. It's cool. It's really not. This shit is super ass. Keep it all the way slickety diggity with you. Um. Then and then to go in another direction, uh, bare, uh, barely. Machine Gun Kelly did a funk flex freestyle last week, and then he dissed G Easy. Those of you those of you don't know, G Easy is the guy that sings the song with Cardi B, the uh No Limit. Fucking me and get some money. Fucking me and get some that shit is trash. I don't listen to G Easy or Machine Gun Kelly or Eminem. He dissed G Easy. G Easy responded the next day, which is I mean that's good. Like the fact that they're they're responding pretty fast to each other is, is actually pretty cool. But it's like niggas ain't interested in this shit, bro. He responded on a track called Bad Boy saying stop trolling me and you want to be me and blah, 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 blah. All this shit is, you know, it's cool. I mean, it's good, you know. Y'all go ahead and beef. That's what's up. But it's like I, niggas don't care about a beef between g Easy and Machine Gun Kelly or Machine Gun Kelly and Eminem. It's like niggas don't care. Not, the, out of the three, you only one of you can rap. So we don't want to hear diss tracks from niggas who cannot rap. Or rap good. Let me say that. Let me get. I guess another thing Eminem was saying because when Machine Gun Kelly responded, Eminem's like, well, "I'm not responding to him because he can't rap." Why am I gonna rap with you? But what? My, but then my thing is like, why did you diss him in the first place? What do you expect him to do? You supposed to? You expect him to just lay down and let him diss you and let you diss him? I mean, I don't understand. So that's pretty much that. It's pretty much that. I don't like. I said. I'm not spending too much time on this because I'm not a fan of either either three of these people. Any neither three of these people. So that's it on num on number three. Um, on a more positive note, Drake and Meek Mill reconciled. That was a great, great, great scene to see. Let me tell you. So I'm on a train coming from work. I want to say today Thursday. I want to say I was on a train coming from work Tuesday. No, it was Monday. It was Monday. And I go on Twitter and I see somebody posted. I want to say it was Complex. They posted Drake. It posted Drake at, you know, because he's on tour with Migos. And it showed me coming out of the floor. Like he was, you know, coming out of the floor to perform. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? And. Drake brought Meek out to perform Dreams and Nightmares. And I was like, oh, shit. It caught me off guard because we didn't think that we were going to see it in that manner. Like, the record, we knew they were going to reconcile eventually. Like, we knew this. Come on, let's be frank. 
But we, you know, I figured it was just gonna be on the track or no, something like that. They really, they reconciled a concert for Meek to do his biggest fucking song of his career, maybe the biggest song of the 2010 decade. Like I've said before, I think that's the biggest song of the 2010s. <laughs> and they did that shit. They hugged it out, and this is the realest nigga right here. And this da da da. And I'm like, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. You know, I've definitely became a bigger Meek fan over as these years have come by. Like, I fuck with Meek heavy. Like, Meek, I want to see Meek win. You know, and him getting back with Drake means he's just going to win even more. You know? Um, But, you know, the funny part is they don't even have that much tracks together. They don't even got that much tracks together. They got Amen, which I never really cared for. But it's a good song. And they got Rico, which I don't ever, never cared for. Is it a good song? Yeah, it's okay. But other than that, like, they don't they don't got no tracks together. And somebody was like, oh, now that Drake and Meek are friends again, now Drake and Ross could collab. And I'm like, that's what I like. That's what I'm looking out for. That's what I want to hear. You get what I'm saying? Like, Drake and Ross collabs are amazing. You got Free Spirit. You know, tap my name on you so I know it's real. You got Made Men. I ain't hear Made Men in years. Wow. You got um, Lord Knows. Arguably my favorite Drake song. Not arguably. It is my favorite Drake song. But I, I meant to say arguably one of Drake's best songs. Um, Stay Scheming, which is legendary. Like, them two them two are a good group. A good group. Them two are a good duo. Like, they make great songs together. Every song they make is, 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 is legendary. I'm sure I'm missing like one or two. Um, they was on uh, Pop That with French Montana and Lil Wayne. They both was on that. Um, like I said, I'm sure I'm missing one or, you know, missing one or two. Um, so that's honestly, I'm looking forward to Drake and Ross collabs again. I'm Drake and Meek. Like I said, they only have two. Maybe I'm missing one or two. I I don't think I am. I don't think I am because Meek wasn't on any of Drake's projects before. Drake has like nine projects. Meek wasn't on any of them. So, let me see. He wasn't on Take Care. Wasn't on nothing was the same. He wasn't on none of that shit. Wasn't on Thank Me Later. Wasn't on none of that. But Meek had him on Dreams and Nightmares, which was the first his first debut album, which was Amen. And then he had him on Dreams Worth More Than Money, which was the second album, on Rico. So... It's very it's a it's a real good thing to look at with these two dudes because you know that beef popped off in like 2015 or something like that was years ago. That beef popped off a long time ago, and you know it took three years for them dudes to reconcile. Not wrong with that, you know. Real niggas got to take some time away from each other. But um, it's very it's real good for the it's real good. I don't want to say for the culture. That's when niggas like this oh, is good for the culture. It's the fuck up. You gonna be culture, you guys. They can see the culture moving. Shut up, nigga. That shit sounds so ass. It's real good to see for the game, for the game, you know, for the music. It's for the music, you know. At the end of the day, it's for the music. That's what that's what they're that's what they're here. Their gift is to bring music for the masses. So it's good to see two dudes who could bring music for the masses bring music for the masses. You get what I'm saying? So that's definitely a good thing to see. You know, shout out to Meek and. uh and uh good thing for Drake. Um what else I got? 
on a more, I guess on a negative note, Nikki and Cardi B, I'm only talking about this because uh, I don't talk about this type of shit. You get what I'm saying? But it's corny. Nicki Minaj is corny. You get what I'm saying? I don't matter. I don't care who fault it was. Uh, I don't. You know, this shit is corny. They so apparently at Fashion Week on Monday, I believe, or Sunday night, New York Fashion Week at some event, bazaar or something like that. Them niggas, Nikki and Cardi B, got into some type of altercation. Not them two personally, but their entourages. They got into some type of thing. You know, in public, it resulted in, 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 in Cardi B getting, like, some type of knot on her head. She got a crazy knot. But it wasn't from Nikki. It was, like, from security guard and all types of shit. And um, nobody, like, really. And they didn't fight. Them two didn't fight personally. I don't, they never will because unless they schedule some private shit amongst themselves, they're never going to fight. But... There was an altercation, and Cardi B was saying, like, Nikki said something about her daughter, or some shit like that, blah, 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 and then Nikki's like, no, that wasn't the case, I don't care about your daughter, typical girl shit, as usual, because girls can't be civil, because they always have to beef with each other with foolishness, and even Cassidy, nigga, I don't fuck with, Cassidy said on Twitter, y'all the, y'all the two most hottest females in the game, cut the shit and get your money together, cut the shit, man, point blank, period. These two, and it's corny because all those months ago, niggas, Nicki Minaj was sending these little subtle shots at Cardi on these songs. Oh, and then when then when people ask her about, it, oh no, that wasn't about Cardi, that was about anybody. It wasn't about Cardi, it wasn't about Cardi. It's like, my nigga, you're lying, and that's why it's corny. You're lying, my nigga. Even on the album, a couple of songs, I want to say it was uh, LLC. She was talking about some female, but it wasn't about Cardi, though. It was just about some female. And it's corny, my nigga. Own up to your shit, my nigga. Just say you're talking about Cardi. You want the smoke. Point blank, period. Why lie about it, my nigga? We already know who you're talking about. I've been, I've been new. You can hear the shots for years. Going back to like, um, no frauds. Whenever the hell that shit came out, no fraud. I remember she dropped like three tracks in a row. Maybe that was like last, that was like spring 2017. It was like No Frauds. It was another track and some other track with Lil Wayne. I'm going to say it was Rich Sex. And it was like a bunch of shots, a bunch of shots. No, I'm not talking about Cardi. I'm not talking about Cardi. Who are you talking about then? I don't understand that pussy shit. Nobody's going to touch you. You got mad security. You, like, my nigga, nobody's going to touch you. Even if you do want to talk shit. And, and now Cardi B, Cardi B's like, oh, uh, you've been talking shit for the longest. I've been letting you live. And I agree with her. Like, Cardi B has been playing it cool. Cardi knows them shots was at her, but she's not. she didn't say anything about it. She left it alone. And I guess she finally saw her on the red carpet and was like, okay, we're going to get it on now. That shit is corny, my nigga. That shit is real corny, bro. Shit is real corny. I was never, you know, I'm a real nigga. If I don't fuck with you, I'm going to tell you I don't fuck with you. I'm not about to keep hitting at it. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm about to keep hinting at it like I'm a girl. Like, I'm soft. That's the shit I understand. Nikki kept hinting that she got beef with the girl. No, no, I don't got beef with her. No, no. Please. Nikki's a corn. She's a corn. A real corn. You a grown-ass 
you know, you and your, you and your, you in the, you in your mid to late thirties, and you go on like you a fucking two year old. No other superstar of that magnitude moves how Nicki Minaj moves, and it ain't cause she black. It's not cause she black. Cause look at Beyonce. Beyonce is a mega superstar, 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 superstar. Nicki Minaj is. I don't want to say on Beyonce's level, but she's pretty high up there. Excuse me. Nicki Minaj needs to learn how to carry herself publicly because she does not know how to learn. She does not know how to fucking do it. She does not know how to fucking do it. Now she got a radio show where she be crucifying niggas. You a corn? This bitch is a corn, my nigga. Like I never liked this lady. You know, you, this is not, and this is not even biased. I never liked her music. That doesn't mean I can't like you as a person. Never liked her music. Like one or two songs here and there. But as a person, I definitely don't like her because she doesn't know how to carry herself like an adult, like an adult that has stuff to lose. Like an adult that's in her, she's like 35, I believe. I believe she's 35. Like, you don't carry yourself like it. You would have thought Nicki Minaj is 24, the way she moved and the way she rants on Twitter and on her radio show. Man, you got to grow up at some point in your life, bro. You got to grow up at some point in your life. And I'm not trying to say Cardi's out the, you know, she's clearly, nah, she's not clear because she's fucked up too. But yo, Cardi just got on. She's young. Just had a baby. Like my nigga, let Cardi B live, my nigga. Cause everybody, a lot of people have been saying Nicki Minaj has been slowing them down, calling r- promoters and clubs to not let them in the club and not let them perform. So Nicki's been doing this type of funny business. She's just doing it with the new kid on the block now. When that's Cardi B. Like, she needs to hire me as her publicist or as her fucking manager because the nigga you with don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. I really hope she hears this, even though she most likely never will. Let me not say most likely. She never will hear this shit. But I wish she somehow did because you need a. You don't even got to hire me. Fire the niggas around you. Get with some new people. Get with the niggas that Jay-Z's with. Kill the niggas that Beyonce's or Drake's with. Because even Drake carry himself like a fucking mafia dawn. In term, not talking about the violence part, relax. I'm talking about in terms of the secrecy, the silence, the discretion. That nigga's one of the most quiet niggas in, in the game. You don't know what that nigga's doing, thinking, saying. Everything is meticulously planned with him. And it's like, what's wrong with this girl, my nigga? You too old to be acting like that. Nigga. Beyonce don't move like that. Uh, uh, Lady Gaga don't move like that. Ariana Grande, uh, Gia Paloma, Jesse J. Uh, what's that other girl? Damn, Katy Perry. None of these pop mega stars move like that. None of these pop mega superstars move like that. Ranting on Twitter. Most of the time, all of them, everybody I just named has somebody else running their social media. Posting pictures of them in concert, posting pictures of them, you know, at book book signings, at CD signings and release parties, you know, public photos. They never have no private shit. They don't be typing no private shit. You get what I'm saying? Shorty be really on her social media is typing a bunch of bullshit. She on her radio show talking a bunch of bullshit and it's corny, my nigga. You're from Queens. Act like you're from Queens. 
Act like you're from New York City, my nigga. Please. Because you're making New York look real bad. On her radio show I heard yesterday or the day before, she said she don't know who Don Q is. Now, granted, Don Q is not the biggest name in the world, but niggas, if you're from New York, you know who Don Q is, my nigga. Let's be real. If you're from even the tri-state area, you know who Don Q is. Because Don Q, you can say, is a local rapper. One of the biggest local rappers. Along with Dave East and um, Young M.A. and shit. Come on. You don't know who Don Q is. Who are you fooling? And that's her trying to shit on niggas because I guess they're not big enough. You know who Don Q is, my nigga. Let's be real. You know who Don Q is. That shit is corny. Act like you're from New York City. Act like you're from Queens, my nigga. Because I don't know what she acting like. She acting like she from um, some nobody place where she got to scream to get attention. Shit is corny. I'm done talking about that shit. Um, What else? Let me see what I got on the agenda. So I started listening to LMA. LMA definitely got a new fan in me. That's for sure. That's for sure. That girl could sing. That girl could to could, um write, and the beats she's on are amazing. Now I was talking to some people at work about LMA, and niggas was I was like, "Y'all listening to LMA?" Because they was like, "What you was listening to?" Or something. I think that's how it went. And I was like, I was, I was just listening to LMA, and they was like, "Boot up." I'm like, "No." They was like, "She got other songs." I'm like, "Really?" And it's sad almost because I'm okay. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you uh, the background. Boot up came out February of 2017. It blew up like like this year, like this fucking spring. She dropped the, she dropped two EPs in 2016 and an EP in 2017. She hasn't dropped nothing since. And niggas is like, I didn't even know LMA had other songs. But it's my thing is like, if you heard a song from somebody, don't you think if you you know you should you go back and do more research? I didn't even know she dropped three EPs, but I went back, I did my research, I listened to him. I'm like, oh my goodness, this shit is amazing. I love her. I love her music. Like LMA, she got me. She won me over, my nigga. That girl could sing. I love her songs. She signed to DJ Mustard's label, which is um, Ten Summers. Every every song she sung on and released has been produced by DJ Mustard, and it shows me his versatility. Even though some of his shits, you know his sing, you know DJ Mustard's signature shit, the snap. Um, I can't I can't really explain the other sound, but you know his sing. If you heard, you know a mustard beat when you hear it. He don't even got to say mustard on the beat hole, but it showed me his versatility. I'm like, damn, this nigga's good. Producer for an R&B act. That's dope. But she definitely won me over. I, li- I love LMA. I've been on, I listened to her first shit because I just heard Booed Up in complete, in totality last week. I'm like, what's this song about? Niggas be, what the fuck is this Booed Up shit? Finally, this is the way I'm like, oh my, I'm like, not the words itself, but the beat was like that piano. I'm like, okay, this shit got me hooked. So I'm like, let me go look for the rest of her music. Her shit is dope. Like I want to say, I came in Saturday. I listened to I listened to her music. I went into work Saturday. Listened to her shit on Spotify. I went home Saturday night. I downloaded it, and then I listened to it all day at work Sunday, all day at work Monday, and then I think Tuesday I went on to some other shit. But her, I like her music a lot. 
The first EP is Time. Well, I think it has like six songs. That came out in 2016. The second EP is Change. I think it has like four songs. And then the third one is Ready, which came out in 2017. That's the one that has boot up on it. So in total, she's released like 15, 16 songs. Her whole career. And they're all fire. And I like her because she's a real content. She's really contemporary. She's like a Janae Aiko with better, way better vocals. Way better vocals. And I love Janae Aiko. Like her, like LMA's beats um, are real sensual. They're really addicting. They sound very hypnotizing. Let me say that. Similar to Janae Aiko's beats when she first came out. They were very sensual and have a lot of sound effects echoing and static and delays. I love that type of shit. I love that type of shit. But the only difference between her and Janae Aiko is she could sing way better. Way, I mean, Janae Aiko can't really sing. Let's be real. She can't really sing. She just has a lot of effects on her voice that make her sound like she can sing. But she can. this girl can sing, bro. Like, I like her. I downloaded all three of them. All three of her EPs. I have them on my phone. I like her a lot. Which now brings me to her. I finally gave her a chance. I'm, I, don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. I listened to her album la- uh, yesterday called... Uh, I forgot. I want to say it's called Her. I don't remember. But it came out last year. And she's more traditional R&B and that's cool but it's it's not for me no more it's not for me like and she's young she I want to say she's 21 for so for a young you know artist doing that type of traditional she reminds me of like the DC Josh Stone um India Irie she raps really her, she, she raps. She sings really good. Like she, she, her vocals are amazing. And she, what did okay? Let me, okay, I'm gonna break it down. Janae Aiko and Ella May, they bring you, they suck you in with the music, with the beats, with the arrangement of the songs, with the, with the, with the sound effects. That's how they reel you in. Her is more the opposite. Her beats are really slow, really quiet. And she, her, her vocals are her vocals serenade you, and that's cool. But I'm, I'm just, it's, I can't do it. I can't listen to that shit. All of her songs are mad slow. The BPMs are so slow, and she's singing all nicey night. And it's not wrong with that. I'm not, I'm not saying the music is bad. It's just not for me anymore. That traditional sound, like I said, Josh Stone, the DC, uh, Chrisette Michelle. She brings, she, Lauren Hill, she gives me that type of slow, them slow songs, very acoustic, and then the, the vocals just, you know, that, that type of shit, it, it's, it's, and that's cool, it's just not for me, I can't, I can't deal with that, like, I listened to, like, 10 tracks of that album, and I turned it off, because I'm like, I can't listen, it's too slow for me. You know, it's too it's too slow for me. I like contemporary R and B, love can like the the more fast paced. But the, that's it. That's the difference. Janae Aiko, I'm breaking down real good. Janae Aiko is contemporary R and B because of her sounds and shit. Ella May is a mixture of contemporary and traditional. 
because she can give you the acoustic sounding tracks, the slow tracks, the vocally tracks. And then her is just traditional. You get what I'm saying? Hella May and her are. Hella, I mean, Ella May and her are. Whoa, said that wrong. Ella May is in between. She's both contemporary and traditional. Janae Aiko is just contemporary. Her is just traditional. And Ella May is like the perfect mixture of both. Because there's some tracks where it's just a guitar. Acoustic guitar. And then there's tracks where the beat is fast paced and sensual and piano and shit like that. So, like I said, Ella May hooked me. She, I like her. I'm looking forward to her album because she just posted on Instagram the other day. Album coming soon. Um, I seen DJ Mustard post something about LMA saying he just completed the masters, like I guess ma- uh, mastering and mixing, mixing, mixing and mastering it. So I'm really eager to hear her, her project, her debut album. Her, mm, I like I said, I gave her a chance. I can't get with that slow shit. I can't. I can't. I can't. She could sing her ass off though. Her vocals are amazing, but it's just not for me. Not for me at all. Um, what else? So, if, if if you're not familiar with LMA, go back and listen to Time. That's her first EP. Change. That's her second EP. And Ready. That's her third EP. Those three projects are amazing. As short as they are, they are amazing. They pack a punch. You could really hear her skill set, her songwriting, her arranging of the songs, the layering of her voice. It's amazing for somebody, you know, that good to be around. Like, so I remember when I was saying R&B is obsolete. It's not. It's now that I've heard LMA and her, I don't want to say it's obsolete anymore, but it's like it's only two people and on the female side. And Janae Aiko, of course. And SZA. That's where I can't, honestly, I couldn't think of no other people. And, you know, Kehlani, she's contemporary. Um, What else I was going to say? Ella May is like a female Bryson. Bryson, all he sings about is heartbreak. And that's all Ella May sings about is heartbreak and how you hurt her. You would have thought they dated each other because Bryson Tiller is singing about how he fucked up and how he did this wrong. And LMA singing about how you how the nigga fucked up and how he did her wrong and she wouldn't he'll never find another girl like him. And that's pretty and they pretty much sing to each other almost like. The only difference is Bryson's vocals aren't that good. But he's another one. He has a lot of sound effects. He's contemporary R and B. He has a lot of sound effects. The beats are very sensual. Some are bass heavy, some are not. But this little group of contemporary like I like it. Janae. Bryson, Ella, and Party, for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. That's I love that contemporary sound. Like, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Like, but as far as that other stuff, that traditional, nah, you could keep that. I'm cool on that. I gave her a chance. I'm like I said, the music is not bad. It's just not for me. Um Damn, I spent a while talking about R and B. Um Tamia dropped a surprise album on September 9th. Those of you, you know, should know Tamia. You know, officially missing you and I'm so into you and um that other song. She dropped a surprise album called Passions of Fire. It's cool, like it's traditional, but it's more 
it's like more of a modern traditional of uh sounding version of R&B. And it's cool, you know, it's not bad. Very surprise album, September 9th. Shit came out of nowhere. Passions of Fire, go check that out. Ugh. Um Quavo announced a solo project in September. I said this in August on my last podcast. He announced a solo project in September. And not that eager to hear it. No knock to him. I'm just he's just one of those guys who's just better on, on songs with other people. Similar to Davies, similar to Jadakiss, Don Q. They're just better on songs with other people. You know, I don't really want to hear. And especially Quavo's not going to be on there rapping like the way Offset and, and Takeoff do. He's going to be up there harmonizing and melodying that your fucking ears away. And niggas ain't trying to hear that all. Unless you're Travis Scott and Future, niggas ain't trying to really hear that old album. You get what I'm saying? And that's what exactly what he's going to get up there and do. So he didn't really. Oh, he announced. It's called Quavo Huncho. I don't know when he's going to come up with more clever album titles. Quavo Huncho and the one with his 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 uh, joint album with Travis Scott was Huncho Jack. Jack Huncho was like, you got to come up with better, better album titles. It's like Quavo Huncho, really? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but that's what he came up with. Um, Kanye on Twitter posted that Watch the Throne 2 was on the way. <laughs> um, Watch the Throne 2. The first one came out in 2011. With Jay-Z. Now they're saying that, oh, Jay-Z is not going to be on the second one. It's going to be with somebody else. And my thing is, the only thing distinguishing these projects that these guys release are the album title. If he if he wanted to make Yeezus Watch the Throne 2, he could have made Yeezus Watch the Throne 2. All of this is an album title. It's like, I don't think the album title affects the music. You're gonna affect. You're gonna make music. Whatever's on your mind at the moment, whatever you're feeling, you, you know, you're gonna create. So if he wanted to release this last album, he matter of fact, the last album he just dropped, I forgot what it was called. Yay, I think it was called, or something like that. He could have called that "Watch the Throne" too, if, if he wanted to, because it's just an album title. But apparently, "Watch the Throne" two is on the way, and from what we know, it's supposed to be with Jay Z. But you know, him and him and Kanye had a falling out, so it probably won't be with Jay Z. It'll probably be with somebody else, or he might just do it by himself. Either or, pretty sure it's going to be bad. Just like his last three, four albums. Bottom of the barrel. I, I just like whoever he decides to collaborate with is, is I guess, is who it, it was, who was, it, it, is the deciding factor. That decides if it's going to be good or not. Because if it's just going to be him, it's going to be bad. Just like Ye, just like Jesus, just like Life of Pablo. It's like niggas ain't trying to, you know, niggas, Kanye, you're not musically there anymore. So he, I hope he, go, he goes and gets Jay-Z because 
whenever we're deciding to come, whenever the album decides, because it's pretty, you know, it's pretty early. <laughs> to just say, Watch the Throne 2 is coming. Gear's about to end, which, so it's not coming this year. So, who knows when that's coming? Am I going to be eager? Like, if it's with Jay-Z, I'm going to be eager to listen to it. If it's not with Jay-Z... If it's with another, like, let's say if it's with, like, Travis Scott or Nas or something, maybe then I'll be eager to listen to it. But if it's, like, with Kid Cudi or Pusha T, nah, I'm cool. I'm all right. Uh, what else? Wale announced a new mixtape for tomorrow, September 14th, called Free Lunch. It's, quote, unquote, like his last but his last project, according to him, because he's being he feel like he's been blackballed and blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, typical Wale excuses shit. He's been screaming for years. He's been blackballed and nobody wants to work with him and blah, 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 blah. So it's according to him. Tomorrow's his last project. I think it's a e- it's either an EP or a mixtape. One of the two. I think it's an EP, actually, because. This is this would be his third EP for the year. Other two, nobody talked about because they were ass. So, yeah, I mean, he might as well stop making music because the music is not, you know, quality. I'm not interested to hear it. His other fans are not interested to hear his music. So, he's another dude I come, I outgrew. I don't even listen to. I don't listen to nothing from him. He's another dude. I'm soon gonna take off my freaking phone. He's another dude. I just outgrew him. Not that the music is bad, it's just, well, Shine was bad. But it was like the way he is another dude who carries himself really bad on social media. He carries himself really bad. And he looks really stupid. And, and I mean, I guess it's a kind of a good thing. He, he He's stopping for a little bit because you need to go back in the lab or you need to go to an island, get your mind right, spend time with your kid, regroup, and come back because... Uh, he just ain't found the formula. He had the formula. Well, he had to find the formula. Then he lost the formula, and now here we are. He has to find the formula again because his music is not up to par. Sorry, it's not. Will I listen to? Will I be? Will I listen to this body of work tomorrow on the first day? Probably not. I'll probably wait a, a later little bit because I'm not rushing out to get a Wale project. I haven't done that since. The album about nothing, which was three years ago. Haven't been fiending for a Wale project, so and even when it comes out, I'm not gonna about to download it the first day. It's like I'm gonna wait a little bit because I'm not eager to hear it. Um. So yeah, if Wale the the cover art is dope. Don't get me wrong, the cover art is a mouse trap, and the bait is like money and jewelry and some other shit and music. But it's a it's a dope cover art. I like the cover art. That's you know one thing I can't say. Uh, on another note, Two K came out. I was talking to I'm actually I was talking to my man's Ron. I said Two K is the biggest other than religion. Two K is the biggest scam in history because think about it like this: every single year, these dudes get hyped to play a basketball game. That's it. That's all it is. It's a basketball game, and once upon a time, I was I was I was I was one of those dudes too. But it's like it kicked it dawned on me like we're paying all this money to play a basketball game. 
You get what I'm saying? And it's like, I don't understand why. It's like, I don't know. I'm not. I, to, I told people I would play it this year, but I'm not buying it. Because with Xbox, you could download games from other people's Xboxes. So that you can do for free. But as far as buying it, I'm not buying that shit. <laughs> I'm not buying that at all. Because you're not getting money for me, for me to get aggravated and wonder why I wasted my money. Like I always do every single year with that game. So it's like, man. You guys got to move on to something else. Because every year, oh my God, 2K looks crazy. Oh my God, did you see the trailer? Oh my God. It's like, dog, it's the same sport every single year. No new game modes, no new uh, jerseys, no new nothing. It's the same game every year. They tell you, each year they tell you, oh, it's the most advanced gameplay since in 2K history. And then the next year they say the same thing. The most advanced gameplay in the controls. And the next year, they've been saying that for like the last 10 years. It's the most advanced controls. My nigga, it's the same thing every single year. The same thing every single year. One day you guys got to wake up and be like, damn, it's just a basketball game. Because it is just a basketball game. So I swear it's the biggest scam. They got, they got, I think one is for $60. Another one is for 100 Another one's for 150 And niggas is really paying these things for a basketball game. It's amazing. One day y'all got to wake up and realize I need to play other games. I need to branch out because that's what somebody used to tell me. Because all I was on was 2K and Grand Theft Auto, 2K and Grand Theft Auto. And then I, and I outgrew those, both of those. It's like, man, every year, it's like every year, it's, it's, you got to see it. Oh, my God, 2K, the trailer. Oh, my God, they said this and that. They said, dude, I'm like, dog, it's the same game. It's like they're bamboozling you the same with the same bait every single year. Anyways, um, Warner Brothers is parting ways with Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill is the guy that played Superman in the last few DC movies. They're going. They're parting ways with him because they want to like, re- like revamp the the DC universe. They want to go with new people. They already got rid of uh, Ben Affleck. Not already, not not already, but he's up co- apparently the next one to go. I meant to say they already got rid of Zack Snyder. That's what I meant to say. He's the di- he was the director of all of the uh, DC films, minus like one or two. But they got rid of Henry Cavill yesterday, like that, and I blew my mind because I'm like, damn, he was a great Superman. You know, great Superman. It's like it's like man, shit. Some things you just you know, he did Man of Steel. He did uh, Batman vs. Superman. He did Justice League. So he was in three movies already. And now you're about to go in a whole other direction again. It's like, how many times is DC going to keep starting over? You did four Batman movies with um, Christian Bale. I mean, not four. You did um three three Batman movies with Christian Bale. Then you went and got another one in Ben Affleck. You know, you did a bunch of Superman movies with Christopher Reeve, 
Now you went and got another one. Now you got to get another one. You get what I'm saying? So it's like they keep restarting and blah, 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 blah. I liked Henry Cavill a lot. Then there was rumors like, oh, Michael B. Jordan is going to be the, um, among the actors auditioning for, for, for Superman. And it's like, what? Really? I don't even think he has the acting level. He doesn't. He doesn't have that type of discipline to take on that type of role. He's not that great of an actor to even try to take on that role. You get what I'm saying? It's like, what? He's not even old enough. He doesn't even look old enough to portray Because Superman is not like a teen. He's not like a uh, young adult. Superman is like a full-blown adult. You know, he's a full-blown adult superhero. Like, he's not no 20-year-old. He's like a 40-year-old man. Like, what? And it's like, Michael B. Jordan. Nigga, you dumb. Stick to, stick to Killmonger and, and, and Human Torch and shit. But other than that, like Warner Brothers need to get it together real. They need because, you know, Aquaman's coming out December, which means Superman is not going to be making a cameo because, like I said, they just they're not going with him. So I don't know what they're doing over there. Warner Brothers. Uh, They announced the new iPhones yesterday iPhone XS, iPhone XS Max, and iPhone XR. XR being the whacker of the three. XR is like a 5E <laughs> or 5C. <laughs> um, I need a new, I'm in dire need of a new phone. So I'm have to get one of these because my, like I told y'all before, my microphone miraculously doesn't work. I can't make calls through the phone. I can't record video. I can't record audio unless I have my headphones on. So every time somebody calls me, I got to pull out my headphones and put my headphones in before they hang up the phone. Because my microphone miraculously doesn't work. So I have to get a new phone. Period. Like, this is not me trying to, oh, I need, oh I'm getting iPhone X. No, I need a new phone. I was waiting for them to announce the iPhone X. And I'm getting the, F, the XS Max. Like, that's not even question. That's the biggest one. That's the biggest iPhone to date. I have big hands, so that would be better for me iPhone XS has a 5.8 inch screen. The other one has 6.5. One thing my problem always been with iPhone is the battery life. The battery life is sickening on iPhone. It's sickening. I can't have my phone open for 10 minutes without it losing 5% battery. I cannot stand that. You have your phone open for 20 minutes. You done lost 15%. It's like, my nigga, why, why can't I use my phone for a short period of time without it losing massive amounts of battery? It's always been my problem with iPhone, man. Always. The battery life. Everything else is great. I love everything else. That battery life, man. They can, they, and then they talk about the iPhone XS is going to have like a hour longer of battery life. And then the iPhone X Max is going to have an hour and a half longer battery life than the current models. Which is, that's like just like 2K. Every year they say the same thing about the battery life. Oh, this year it's longer. This year it's longer. Sure it is. And every year it's the same crap. Every single year it's the same crap. You can't have, you cannot use your phone for 20 minutes without it losing 15% of battery. Like, come on. I hate that, man. By the time I leave my house to go to work, and but no, by the time I, by the time I get to work from leaving my house, my phone's already on like 75%. Already. And it's like, my nigga, what? 
I'm not, and I'm not one of them dudes who be on the train on their phone because I have an iPod. So I'm listening to my music, bobbing my head, looking around. My phone would be in my pocket. And I'll get an occasional, occasional text here and there, occasional call here and there while I'm on the train. But it's like, for it to, for it to be losing 25, 20% um, of, of battery while I'm barely using it, it's like, really? So when I walk in the building at work, I already have to put it on the charger. It's like, damn, son. Because I have to be at the job for eight hours. So it's like, oh, no, iPhone. Y'all, y'all need to get that battery together, man. For real. Um, all three models are going to have the A12 Bionic CPU, blah, blah, blah. You know, you know, whatever they say to sell you on that, on the, on the damn item. Uh, all three, blah, blah, blah. Release day pre-order on, uh, pre-order start tomorrow. They start shipping the 21st, which is the following Friday. Um... The prices, the prices are what blew my mind away. So it says the iPhone XS and XS Max will be offered in 64 gig, 256 gig, and 525, 512 gig, which is way too much. Um, iPhone XS will start at 999 and ranging up to 1300, 1350. The XS Max starts at 1200 and goes up to 1400. 50 and it's like what no it starts at 1099 and goes up to 1450 there we go and it's like money go what those prices are crazy but i need a new phone so i'm not i mean i've never bought a i never bought an iphone flat out for that much money it's always been paid in increments like i'm not i'm not paying that no, a thousand. I'm not playing. I'm not paying more than. I don't. The last time I bought a phone outright was 2012. That's when I got my first iPhone. That's because I had no phone. I had no history with no one with no mobile carrier. So I bought my iPhone five for seven hundred and seventeen dollars. And ever since then, I've never bought no phone for more than like a hundred dollars. It's always been some type of upgrade. Or I give my phone back or some shit like that. So they're bugging out. But like I said, I'm in dire need of a new phone, so I will be looking into this. On a more serious note, Nike chose to support Colin Kaepernick, which is amazing, but it's kind of little. It's not a little too late. It's just kind of late because Colin Kaepernick has been doing this for years. But they decided to put him in their new ad campaign for their 30th anniversary or something like that. And... It's been causing outrage in the country, of course, because you fucking morons decide to cause outrage for the for the dumbest things, instead of the things you should be causing outrage for. Um, let me see. People been burning their Nike shoes and their Nike clothes and all this type of foolishness. What what do you get out of that? I do not know. What does Nike get out of that? I do not know. So it's like, who exactly are you affecting? You're not affecting yourself because you no longer have it. Well, technically, you are affecting yourself because now you have one piece, one less piece of clothing, and it's just mind-boggling. Niggas is is burning their shoes and burning their clothes and all types of weirdo shit all over, all because of Kyle Gabernick. Like I saw something on the on the on the, on the, on the, on the website that was like, 
You guys spark outrage over a guy being supported for an advertisement, but instead of, but it's, but instead of supporting the actual guy for the movement he's looking into. You get what I'm saying? You're sparking outrage because of a, a clothing brand endorsing somebody. He's sparking outrage because of black inequality, and you deem that as equal. I tell you, boy, sometimes it's like you can't make certain things up. You can't. People cutting off their socks and cutting off the logos and all this other shit. It's like, oh, yeah, dumb. Oh, yeah, dumb. And they're saying, like, I Nike sales have gone up tremendously and blah, 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 and blah, 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 blah. Obviously, it's a money grab for Nike. I just want to know why they're doing it now. That's my thing. That's only my only issue. Ka- Kaepernick started this two years ago. He hasn't played in two years. And you're now doing this two years later. So it's, it's, it's some type of ulterior motive involved. We'll figure it'll come to light eventually. Like I said, this outrage, y'all, y'all, these dudes get outraged over the dumbest stuff. Man, 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 man. Like I saw something about the dude, the dude who went in and killed Bin Laden, even supports Kaepernick as a veteran. And they're like, Kaepernick's disrespecting the flag, though. But how? If the veterans are siding with the nigga, so now what's your beef now? I don't be understanding. I don't. Sometimes I don't. I love this country, but I don't be understanding the people in it, because some of y'all are real foolish, real foolish. Man, man, man. I don't know. I don't know. It's like it's really not much for me to say on this because it's like it's it's like like I, there people are mad because Nike's endorsing Kaepernick and they're they're deciding to damage their clothes, their Nike clothes. That's that's pretty much it. It's like I don't know. It's not like I said, it's not much I can say on this shit. These niggas do the most dumbest shit for the dumbest reasons. Now Last week in Texas, a officer, sorry you heard this by now. Last week in Texas, a officer that lived in the same building as some guy apparently tried to go into his house. When she found him, she shot him. White woman killed the black man. And... Her story was she mistakenly went into his apartment thinking it was her own. Now, she wasn't drunk. She wasn't high. I understand if you could. I mean, I understand you could have made that mistake while you were drunk or high. But for you to be perfectly sober and make that mistake, for you to for you to think as adults for us to buy this bullshit, you got some fucking nerve, lady. Because we stupid. Apparently, we're stupid. Like, have you ever thought about the lies that you told people and you really expected them to believe that? Let me give you an example. I remember when I was younger, I was about 14, 15. I was still living with my mom. And I had a bunch of hickeys on my neck one time. One time she came home. And I had a bunch of female hair in my bed. Like, she went to my room, lifted up my blankets. What's all this hair? Who's been in here? What did I tell her? 
I told her my pubes were falling out. And as an adult now, it's like, did I really, did I really take that lady as a fool? Like you're talking to an adult. You think the adult is stupid? So for this lady to sit here and tell us she went into the wrong apartment, it's like, what are you? Do you take us as fools? Because you clearly do. I don't even know why I'm asking that. You clearly take us as fools. You get what I'm saying? She went into the wrong apartment because she thought it was hers. And she ended up killing the dude because she, he, she thought he was robbing her. The victim was uh, Botham Jean. I hope I said that correctly. Black dude, like I said. The neighbors heard the, the neighbors heard the lady telling the dude, open the door, open the door. You know, she shot him. It's like, anyways, so, and it's funny because, like I said, y'all know me, I'm not no activist dude, but I was at work, I think, I want to say Tuesday, we were talking to one of my coworkers, two of my coworkers, we were talking about how the lady, the same lady got um, charged with manslaughter, manslaughter, are you serious? So now I broke it down, I said, watch this. Because manslaughter is the lighter of the murder of the murder charges. It's still a murder charge, but it's not. It's the lighter of them. So look, if it was a white man that killed the black man, it would have been like, excuse me, it would have been like he would have got off or something like that. It's a white woman who killed him, so he got manslaughter. She got manslaughter. If it was a black male that a black woman that killed the black guy, she would have got like third degree murder. And if it was a black man that killed the black man, it would have been first degree murder. You get, you see how it, it 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 goes from low to high. If it was a white guy, he probably would have got off. It's a white woman, so she got manslaughter. If it was a black woman, third degree murder, or something like that. And then, if it was a black man killing a black man, he would have got first degree murder. And it's as clear as day. Manslaughter? Are you kidding me? Manslaughter is like three to six years or something like that. First degree murder is like twenty five to life. Is a big, massive difference. They gave this lady manslaughter. And it's like, as usual, these dudes, man, I, it's like sometimes I'd, I'd be left speechless because like I don't know what to say. Like, this system is continually playing, y'all. And there's a reason why I'm saying this after the Kaepernick shit for you football morons. There's a reason I'm saying this directly after. Because they keep playing in y'all faces. And y'all niggas are still out there supporting this damn uh, company. Even though they're not directly connected, but they're connected still. Because it's still inequality at the end of the day. At the end of the day, it's still inequality. No, this is not NF- no the NFL didn't kill this black guy. No, they didn't. But the guy Kaepernick is standing up for inequality. And that's what that was. She just got manslaughter for, fa- for killing a dude in his apartment. A white lady got charged with manslaughter for killing a black man in his own apartment. And and, and it's like, y'all niggas is still out here. I'm not even going to go back into that, man. So, who knows what more this story will unveil. Unveil, because she's saying she thought it was her apartment. She wasn't drunk, nothing like that. Blah, 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 blah. She, she didn't know him. All, all, all types of foolishness. All types of freaking foolishness. But, like I said, this story has much more to unveil, I'm sure. 
and I'll keep y'all uh, abreast of what's going on. But another episode in the books. Um, another episode in the books. I got the fan off, and it still feels good in here. Episode 46, man, podcast about Nathan. I got to say rest in peace, Mac Miller, once again. Rest in peace, Burt Reynolds. Rest in peace, the 9-11 victims. I'm going to leave y'all with this track called Boom Bap Rap by Mac Miller off of um, I Love Life Thank You mixtape, which came out in 2011. It's your boy, 88. I'm out. I play the keys, you play the drums, do the little bass. Check stock, now it's visions with my cam from the triple deck yacht I can't stop, won't stop, I keep running Unleash the beats, freak beats and keep coming Nasty, but we spin it so sincerely Drip flint from the pen so they can feel me Boom, bad blends with the hip-hop They say we different, wonder how we do it But it's still in the ziplock Killer beats from 87 till the end of me And Mac been involved since 92 until infinity That boom, bad, rap He ask me how I do it, I tell him I'm just cool Like that, alright, 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 alright That boom
some Fadon, some Fadon. Hey, it's your guy, John Elliott. Yo, what's good, man? It's your boy, Sidney. It's your boy, DJ Big Mike. You're listening. Y'all tuned in. And you're listening. And you're now tuned in. tuned in. To the podcast about Nathan. The podcast about Nathan with my boy, 88. And my boy, 88. My boy, 88. And my man, 88. On the podcast about Nathan. About Nathan. <laughs>